audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. It's American RVer time. Welcome. On this show, we travel to Indio, California and the Monster Energy-sponsored Jet Jam. We meet radio-controlled jet pilot Freddie Jones. Freddie has been flying RC jets for seven years and travels across the country in his Class A handicapped accessible motorhome. Freddie explains his hobby and tells us how his motorhome has changed his life. So let's jet on over to the Coachella Valley Airfield. Thanks for joining us on this edition of American RVer. We are in the Coachella Valley, which if you don't know is near Palm Springs, California. And it's a beautiful day in the desert. And what brought us out today was Jet Jam. This is a group of enthusiasts who fly radio-controlled jets. And my guest today is Freddie Jones, and he is an avid jet flyer. <laughs> and uh, we thought we'd talk to him a little bit about the hobby and you know what these planes are like and what it takes to actually be a part of this uh, hobby, I guess, if you will. Yes. Uh, Freddie, what kind of plane do you have? And how did you kind of get involved in flying jets, radio-controlled jets? Well, I have eight different planes and stuff, ranging from a little Excalibur all the way to a big full-scale F-16. No so kidding. I've got the whole range of different planes and stuff. Um, I've been flying jets for about seven years. Okay, I wondered if you started as a kid. Yes, I did start as a kid with control line and worked my way up the glow and then the gas and then finally into the jets and stuff. And what kind of fuel do the jet planes use? Uh, they use either Jet A, kerosene, or diesel fuel. It's the same engine, doesn't matter what It doesn't fuel matter use. what okay. fuel you use and stuff. They work, run on all of them. How fast do they go? Up to 200, maybe 40 miles an hour. Are you kidding me? But according to our FAA regulations and AMA regulation, we've got a 199 mile an hour speed limit. We're not oh. supposed to go past and stuff. And how long can you be up in the air with this radio controlled jet? Depending on the size of your turbine and your jet and stuff and how fast you're flying and stuff, anywhere from four to eight minutes. That doesn't sound very long. Trust me, that is a long time. Eight minutes is a long flight with is all it? the concentration that you have to do at that speed and stuff. And so it's radio controlled, but do you have to be able to see where the jet is in order to control it? Yes, or do you, you have do. a monitor that you're watching? No, you have, it's all line of sight. So it's, you can go out as far as you can see them and stuff. And then, uh, but the further out you get, the smaller they get and stuff. And then you have a chance of losing orientation of the plane on which way it's going, All right. the direction, if it's upside down, sideways. So you try to keep it in where you can see it really good and stuff. And how high can you go? As high as you can see. Seriously. Except for, I'll take that back, except for when you're around airports and stuff, certain airports, then you've got a thousand foot ceiling and are stuff. You, are you talking about airports where regular planes are coming in yes. and out of? Right. Now here we're in the Coachella Valley Airport where we're at, do you have that restriction? No, normally we don't have that restriction. 
except for this weekend, since the president's here, we've got a 500 foot ceiling and stuff while we fly. They don't want us oh. to go above 500 okay. feet. But normally, uh, there's no height restrictions. Now, Jet Jam is here this weekend. How long have you been here and how long is the event? I got here Wednesday. Uh, the event is until Sunday. It starts really on Friday and goes through Sunday. Mm -hmm. This is one of the shorter ones and stuff. A lot of them go from Wednesday to Sunday and stuff. And do you travel all around the country with this hobby of yours? Yeah, we go all over the country and stuff to different events. No kidding. Um, tell me about the plane itself. What's it made out of? Is it wood? Is it aluminum? Uh, the plane that I've got here today is made out of uh, balsa. Oh, that's what you think of the little Boy Scout cars right. being made out yeah. of. <laughs> and it's covered in um, monocoque. The film on top of it is oh. monocoque, so it's really tough stuff. It keeps the balsa from cracking and all that stuff. And do you build this? Yes, they come in kits. Okay. And you have to put all your equipment in it and stuff. Uh, usually takes, if you stay with it, a couple of weeks to build one. If you eight hours a day, you oh, can no build it in about two weeks. Well, I looked inside and it looks like just a bunch of wires and controllers. <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's a lot of mechanics really inside there. Yeah, it's a lot of electronics and stuff in there. Um, regular fuel pump, uh, computer and stuff. and. Your receiver, that's where you see all the wires and stuff. That's, all those wires wow. are going back to your control surfaces and stuff okay. to make them work and stuff. When you're getting ready to start, uh, what's the first thing you have to do before you get out onto the runway? First thing you want to do is make sure nobody's behind it so you don't burn them up when you start <laughs> it up. <laughs> but other than that, um, just turn it on, make sure everything's clear. Um, get it started, go through your surface checks and stuff, and then you can head on out and stuff. It's pretty simple. It sounds like a lot of fun, though. It's excellent. I love and, it. And how big of a group is it of jet plane enthusiasts? Oh, you wow. Know, are there's there thousands of people that do this? Tens of thousands. All oh. the different clubs all over the country and okay. stuff, and there's one going every week somewhere. You just pick and choose where you want to go, uh -huh. and there's one always going on. Now, how about up at like Oshkosh, Wisconsin, when they have their big fly-in with the big planes? Do they ever do anything with the radio control planes? No, there? that'd we, be too much. At that's one too time. much. Yeah. We avoid full-scale airplanes and stuff. Right. FAA doesn't want us flying around them and well, stuff. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. You don't want to cause any. You don't want to cause any danger. crashes. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, tell me about traveling to these. We noticed you have an RV, yes. and of course, this is American RVer, so we want to talk about RVing. Um, how has that helped you get around to all these different events? Actually, it has changed my life. Hmm. Because that before I go into all the events, I would have to stay in hotels and stuff, and you know, I'd drive anywhere from 10 to 30 miles away from the field that we were staying every day, back and forth. And these are long days and stuff, you know, we're here from seven in the morning till the sun goes down. Mm -hmm. So if I was tired, there was nowhere for me to rest, you know, get out of the heat, the cold, whatever, put my legs up and stuff, other than going back to the hotel. Okay. So and that made it 
really difficult and you know if I wanted to rest then I'd have to come back so you know I'm putting a lot of miles in every day not doing uh, what you came here to do not to do what I was came here to do so here with the RV go in get in the recliner put my feet up watch some TV get in the air conditioner eat something and then go right back out whenever I'm ready and stuff so tremendous difference probably I saves a it. lot of money too saves a lot of money because a lot of times you go someplace and you never know what event that city has going on so hotel prices would be skyrocketing right. and stuff and right so this is more economical and how long have you been RVing almost a year now oh uh, you're a newbie I'm a newbie are you full-time in this RV or do you About, have a home base somewhere I got a home base in Phoenix Arizona okay. but we're out on the road probably eight to nine months of the year that's almost full that's time. almost full time yeah. Cool. Well, I thought what we could do is, if you don't mind, we'll go inside and we'll kind of look at some of the modifications that RV Decor in Yuma did for you great. to make this more livable. Love to show you. Okay, great. Let's do that. This makes it so much easier and stuff with the automatic door and stuff. This way yeah. I'm able to travel by myself and stuff. I don't need anybody to go right. with me because most of the other coaches that don't have the automatic doors and stuff, somebody had to physically shut the door once somebody got in. Oh, yeah. And then open it so they could get out and stuff. But with right. automatic door, yeah. I'm self-sufficient. Yeah. That's nice. I like the way it uh, comes down. And do you get uh, locked in here? Is there a brace or something you have to put or just lock your wheels? I just lock my wheels. It's got a safety uh, gate right there. Right. When it starts moving, it comes up and locks. Mm -hmm. So you can't roll over, roll backwards and stuff. Right. You got the front gate that is locked, so you can't go anywhere and stuff. Right. And you got your handles you can hold on to. Push up a button, raises you up. Nice. So it brings you right up to floor level. Right up to floor level, yes. And then that automatically goes down that so goes you can down, go right in. That goes down, then I can roll right in. And I would turn around, raise up the ramp. And the door will automatically shut behind me. So it looks like one of the things RV Decor did for you was move your control panel. Yes, they did. Uh, they took it down from the front of the coach up there at the ceiling above the passenger seat mm -hmm. and brought it down here where it's more accessible for me instead of having to transfer into the passenger seat, reach up with a stick and stuff. Right. And now I can reach all, all my co coach controls here and stuff. So all your leveling jacks. Leveling uh, jacks, air conditioning. Uh, generator. My, yep, my tanks, my lights and stuff. See, right. See, my fresh water, propane Oh, that's convenient. Tanks, yeah. And all my monitor panels for my uh, batteries and stuff, slide outs. Mm -hmm. Everything is right here. And this was a lifesaver right here. This was the most important thing that they've done for me and stuff to okay. make it easy on 
on Had you stuff. ever RV'd before you bought this RV and started traveling? Yes, I had a um, toy hauler. Sorry. Oh, toy did you? Hauler, okay. Yeah. And it wasn't really accessible and didn't have all these controls in here that I could use easily and stuff. So this is the perfect setup right, right. here. Okay, well, let's go up to the front and see how you can drive this. All right. Most RVs aren't set up for accessibility. Right. So what did you have to do to make this Fleetwood Providence good for you? We had to put in uh, hand controls for me to drive. They're pretty basic and stuff. They're standard models for if, if it's an RV, car, truck, whatever. Oh, okay. But they're really simple to operate the uh, brake you just press down on the lever mm -hmm. or gas, you pull towards you. So it's still and one arm, you don't have to worry about separate arm, controls. That's right. So, and you can't make a mistake and stuff. They only move two directions <laughs> right. and stuff. So, in for brake, towards you for gas. That seems simple enough. It's simple And you still enough. have the same thing. You've got your backup cameras, you've got your side mirrors you're just as safe as anybody else that's right. on the road. Right. And actually I put in a different camera system and stuff where I've got the side uh, cameras on there. Yes. They help me with blind spots even mm -hmm. more than just the mirrors. Mm -hmm. uh, put in an extra camera for my trailer. I can see behind my trailer and my coach at the same time. So I got one behind the coach and then one behind the trailer. Oh, nice. Uh, it really worked out great to help, you know, visibility and stuff to, for right. safety. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go back and look at the uh, rest of the living area and see right. how that was uh, fixed for you. Awesome. In terms of livability, I think the bathroom's probably the most important thing. Yes, I mean, is. next to your bed. So let's take a look at what RV Decor did in the bath area. Fine. Well, open up the privacy doors there. Okay. And one of the things that they did was they modified my sink area and stuff so I could roll up up to the sink and stuff. Okay, so got rid of any cabinetry right. that might have been underneath Doors there. Were there and ductwork was there for the uh, furnace and stuff. So we had them move the vent over here and move the ductwork out and stuff so I could okay. roll up under there and stuff. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, and then back behind you, I guess they did back something with the uh, shower area, yeah, they, which looks completely different than you would expect in an RV shower. They made a roll-in shower for me and stuff. It wasn't a, a shower enclosure here. They removed that, put in the new walls and stuff. Uh, roll-in shower floor where all the water drains to the middle and stuff. Right. Did curtains they, instead of doing... Uh, an enclosure, a glass, glass enclosure, enclosure mm -hmm. right. They put in the um, shower chair for me that folds down. Well, that the makes arms sense. come down, easy to transfer out of my wheelchair right up to there. Right. They move the uh, shower controls over, make it easier for me to get to and stuff. Right. So it, it really looks, opened it up. It did. It looks a whole 100%. lot bigger. Yeah. It does. Yeah. They did yeah, an excellent job. Yeah, and that job. works. And then I guess the curtains go across here, so really right. the whole space is available to you when you're getting ready. Yes. 
And if somebody's in the bathroom and stuff, like I said, we got a privacy door here. So right. if anybody else is in the front, you can have your privacy right. and doing whatever you're doing and stuff. Right. So it really makes it nice. So you've been happy with your experience with uh, the renovations on your coach? I am ecstatic with the renovations and stuff. They did an excellent job. Good. What else are you planning to have done? I'm going to have uh, flooring put in, take up the carpet mm -hmm. because it's not wheelchair friendly and stuff. Our right. wheelchairs track in so much dirt and stuff. It's hard to keep carpets clean and stuff. Wait, it's hard up. for me to keep my carpet <laughs> clean too. What are you saying? <laughs> so I'm going to put in the uh, wood flooring and stuff mm -hmm. and maybe a fireplace in the bedroom oh, with nice. a pop-up TV to yeah. get rid of the TV and the wall there. Sure, sure. Well, it looks good. Well, Freddie, thanks for taking time out of your hobby time to show us your RV and tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Oh, you're more than welcome anytime. All right. We'll be back with more of American RVer in just a moment. When we come back, a musical look at radio-controlled jets in flight. Have you been waiting for prices on LED lighting to come down so you can change out those hot, power-hungry halogen bulbs in your RV? I've got great news. American RVer has G4-style puck light replacements for just $5.95 each, shipping included. Go to the American RVer homepage and click on the RV store link at the top of the page. Then click on the LED link at the store page to order. We now have efficient LED tubes to replace your power-hungry fluorescent lights. Our tubes are a direct replacement, the lowest prices too.